1: Good Jan- By the way, that was Chandler uh, weighing in on the air horns today uh, because Sarah is, I believe, um, in Bora Bora mm-hmm. on some sort of... Uh,
2: it's like an eat, pray, love thing. I think
1: it's an—it's like I was going to say a mental retreat yeah. uh, of some sort. Um, of course, none of this is... We can't prove any of it. I have no idea where she is. I'm just taking a best guess. Uh, but Chandler, that was a nice job with the... Thank you. And I, when I do that, I can't even – I'm so sick that my left ear is completely clogged up. So when I do that air horn, I don't even know if it sounds right. Did it that, sound right?
2: Yeah, that's why you're yelling so loudly in oh my the God. studio I, I right now. I probably
1: am. I probably am. I'm sick because last weekend was the big slick in Kansas City, and we went all out. I don't have to yeah. tell you, Chan. You were there.
2: I saw a lot of crazy dance moves by a lot of – different people yes
1: and and uh sarah um our good friend sarah tiana uh was there as well mm-hmm. with her boyfriend chris uh and the rich eisen show was there and uh, a lot of great coverage um big slick nine folks in case you don't know about it uh go to big slick org. you can learn all about it but it's a it's a really big charity event that does amazing work uh, for uh, Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, which uh, does incredible things, they don't turn any child away for any reason, um, and uh, therefore they require a lot of outside support, which is why we do the event. And I do the event. I co-host it with um, Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis, Eric Stone, Street, and Dave Keckner. All of us are Kansas City guys, uh, and Kansas City is our hometown, so we we rally. Uh, To support Children's Mercy back home Uh, Our families run the event They all weigh in year round uh, Building this event And uh, them along with our executive director Tara Smith uh, And all the volunteers Uh, I mean a lot of my college buddies A lot of my high school friends who you you Mm -hmm. met uh, Chan, they all come back to help as well So anyway, Big Slick 9 This is our ninth year to do it Our biggest success yet We had more celebrities than we've ever had over forty celebrities coming back to Kansas City from LA and New York to lend their support, lend their names, lend their face, uh, and you know get people excited to come out. All of our events, uh, the the softball game out at uh, out at the K at Kauffman Stadium where the Royals play. Which is a
2: beautiful stadium, uh, by it is. the way. Thank you. I was so impressed.
1: It's a very beautiful—it is. Thank you. Yeah. And and I'm glad you pointed that out because a lot of people, if you've never been, uh, go get out to the Midwest. Get out to Kauffman Stadium, the K, as they call it. Uh, it is a beautiful stadium um, and a great place to watch a game. We have a softball game out there. We have a bowling tournament. We have a live auction and show and all of these things were sold out within days. So way to go, Kansas City. And we raised more money than we've ever raised before. Last year, Big Slick 8, we raised $1.75 million in a weekend. This year, Big Slick 9, we raised $2.1 million in a weekend. So that was amazing. Uh, hats off to everybody who showed up and put their hand in their pocket and came out with some money for Children's Mercy. While we were there, we recorded... A lot of interviews uh, during the festivities um, because, you know, after the softball game and after the the show and the auction, uh, a lot of our celebrity guests retreated to uh, the private suite we have at the hotel just for us, just for the celebrities and their and their guests, um, for karaoke, for poker, for general hanging out and imbibing. And it was a good time. Um, a lot of fun was had. Um
2: Terren Killam is a machine he on is, karaoke.
1: He's the greatest karaoke guy I've ever seen. He has he's got a great off. voice, and a matter of fact, he does. At, after the auction and show, he, did you see him jump up with the band?
2: Yeah. And it, he he took over the band, and it sounded good. It
1: sounded great. Like
2: a machine knows every word to any song you could imagine.
1: He truly is um, the karaoke master, yeah. and I don't throw master around lightly. Uh, the he, band on a show. The band, uh, Perpetual Change. Uh, uh, are some of my fraternity brothers, and they're an awesome band. They've been around for a while. They they really they can play any song in the book. They themselves are like a human jukebox, and uh, so you put those two together, and good things were going to happen. And sure yeah. enough, they did. You saw they it. Did. Um, Sarah, who's not with us today, again, we're guessing that she's on some sort of retreat in the Himalayas, uh, working on her soul, perhaps
2: a lot of meditation.
1: Yep, or just an extended mani petty that you know <laughs> that
2: we weren't invited that we to. weren't
1: invited to again, these are just, we don't know where she is, so we're guessing. Um, but Sarah and Chris uh, did talk to us uh, after the celebrity softball game and I got I, I, I promised Sarah I would point this out so I'm gonna I'm gonna point it out. Yeah. Sarah played. Amazing softball.
2: Yeah, a lot of people told her she was the MVP,
1: and I I, I agree. I'm one of those. I'm one yeah. of the people who said you were the MVP because she made two stellar catches. Yeah, she hit well. She caught. She fielded a ground ball and and fired it in. Like she she, she was, came to play. She came to play. Uh, while everybody else was it was pretty much screw around Jones. She was a hard nosed softball player. I
2: think it's because she warmed up with the Hall of... Who was the Hall of Famer she warmed up with that played for Kansas?
1: Probably uh, Brett Saberhagen. Yep,
2: that's who it was. Saberhagen. She warmed up
1: with him. Oh, if you warm up with Sabes, you know, Sabes takes a... The fact that they were warming up tells yeah. you a lot. My warm-up consisted of a Stella. Oh No, it was actually a Boulevard Wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boulevard Wheat with a lemon, which was really nice because it was about 98 degrees and it just so cold hit the spot. Anyway. Um... So anyway, uh, uh, Chris and Sarah talked to us uh, after the game. Uh, you want to listen to that one? Let's hear hear what they have to say.
3: This is Sarah Tiana. Here we are at the Big Slick, and my boyfriend Chris Brockman is the first guest.
4: Hey, what's happening?
3: <laughs> we've been.
4: Dummy. Dr-
3: we've been drinking a lot, and We, have. we just finished the celebrity softball game. And, Chris, you were a bystander, and I so was. you watched the game. I
4: watched everything that happened.
3: And So can you just give us, because you're a sportscaster. Correct. Can you just give us a summary of what you saw and what happened?
4: Uh, everyone else was terrible. You were a superstar.
3: <laughs> wow. Well, you
4: yeah. made two web gems out in the field. Okay. Robbed folks as some might say. Charlie Day twice. You got Charlie Day twice, (laughs) specifically. No big deal. Uh, Who, by the way, is a sneaky good athlete. Sneaky good. I think you look at him on Always Sunny and some of the movies he's been in, you're like, there's no way this dude is good at sports. And he is ridiculous. He was on our show, the Rich Eisen Show, earlier uh, Friday uh, at the big slick here at Kauffman Stadium. And he said he was a five handicap at golf.
2: That's crazy. That is crazy good, good.
4: That is like he shoots under 80 every time out, which if I shoot under 90... That's right. my greatest round of all time. Like, I'm pretty much lucky to shoot in the 90s. You're
3: lucky to play golf, to be honest.
4: Oh, yeah, no, That That's you true. You always
3: talk about playing, and then you and never, never go. And I never go. I never go. <laughs> you, Mostly,
4: I'm too injured from you're playing. you scratch
3: golfer, and by scratching uh, me, and you go, I'm scratching that idea, and I'm going to lay at home and not do and anything And I'm
4: going to sit on the couch and watch <laughs> golf <laughs> yeah. on TV. Taka Taka
3: Woods, y'all! And how many uh, times do you watch golf and go, uh, Tigers in the In the
4: zone. That's my favorite phrase. I know you like that. But look, let's be honest. uh, 2018, Tiger's back. Like that's the narrative right now. Tiger's back. Everyone else sucks. Tiger's back.
3: What are your other sports scoops? Because I always steal your uh, your scoops for my podcast. My sports scoops. It's only right for you to deliver them.
4: Yeah, well, not, nothing's game. really going on right now. I mean, breaking news, the Warriors are playing the Cavaliers again for the 38th straight Kershaw. year in the NBA Finals. Kershaw, Kershaw pitched last night. Wasn't that great? Only threw 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Back on the disabled list. Yeah. So Dodgers, big trouble.
3: Big trouble. Not
4: going to the World Series. <laughs> Breaking news.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: I listen to your show. I know that's what you guys do every once you in a while.
3: You don't listen to our show. I've
4: listened to a couple.
3: You've never listened.
4: Not true. I've listened to a few.
3: That's, you Maybe can't post be true. post-Super Because if you had listened, you would have yelled at me for the things I said about you. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so I know that you haven't listened. I haven't been
4: listening. <laughs> <laughs> looks like I have some binging to do in the plane <laughs> ride back to Los Angeles on Sunday morning. Okay, All how right. was it like for you out there playing softball?
3: You know what? You have
4: sneaky skills, by the way. I
3: was impressed. Thank I've you. I've never really
4: seen you in action.
3: Well, And so right, it was nice right. that like... You never see me play sports, Yeah, really. right. And
4: so it's nice that I don't have to kick you out of the house that we just moved into. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I played softball in high school. And yeah, you know, but how many all, but
4: how many years?
3: Only one. Or two one.
4: I know high school was fifty years ago, I know. so like try to think <laughs> back.
3: How dare you. <laughs> it was forty. Uh, but then I played on the Comedy Store softball team. So I played oh, okay. in like rec leagues Okay. for you know, but it's been probably four years since I since played, you played softball. Okay.
4: So. Your arm your arm's pretty good and you have some nice skills. We have gone to the batting cages before, so yeah. I know that like you have some decent pop when you connect but you're fielding,
3: you're top, fielding was top on, notch. when fielding was on top notch. And you know what I was only standing over there because it was in the shade. <laughs> That's why I was standing in that section Which, by the way, behind third base.
4: Veteran move by you because it was 1000 degrees <laughs> yeah. here in Kansas City today. Like we yeah. live in Los Angeles obviously so we're spoiled with the you know 68 70 degrees every you know in dry heat as everyone says. It is humid yeah, in scary. the midwest like thank goodness i don't have any hair or yeah. it would have been out of control <laughs> frizzy today
3: <laughs> you definitely don't have any hair
4: I do, yeah, thank you but thank you. i know you have
3: good sports knowledge yeah. and i respect and it also, and i love we, stealing it
4: we said this a couple of times it was actually a good thing i was not playing in this game oh yeah because i, I would have taken this way too seriously
3: oh. You were taking it seriously for me. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> I would have demanded
4: to play shortstop, for one. Yeah, and bat, all-time shortstop. All-time shortstop and bat third, just yeah. so I can get plenty of at-bats. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I would have been trying to hit a home run on every pitch. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It would have been terrible. I watch you in rec yeah, league right. sports. I know how serious it would you not take have it. ended
4: well. So I'm actually glad to have been. An and
3: Al Roker by. was the rep, and you would have yelled, yelled at Al by. Roker for the first time in your life. <laughs> yeah.
4: Because I love watching the Today Show every single you morning. Lo- you
3: watch the Today Show every, every day. single
4: morning for at least an hour before our own show, mm. which is not how Rich would probably want me to prepare. But hey, look, I have a thing for Hoda Kotb. Sue me. You do. <laughs> I do.
3: You love Hoda. I love
4: Hoda. So, do you
3: imagine her whatever when we're together?
4: Moving on, we're uh, <laughs> uh, it's our first time here at the Big Select in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, bowling
3: tomorrow. Bowling tomorrow. Pretty excited
4: about that. Some we are right guests. now. By the way, let me just take over your podcast. We are at the dugout suite here at Kauffman Stadium. Just celebrities everywhere. Everywhere. Food everywhere. Drinks are flowing. Michael Ian Black's uh, name on his Royals jersey says, very "very famous, famous. (laughs) 203. My
3: favorite is uh, Robert Smigel. Bob has a jersey that says someone.
4: Someone. Because everyone knows him as like, wait a minute, isn't that guy? Yes. He's Triumph Triumph, the the insult insult comic comic dog. You know who he is.
3: Triumph was on his hand as his glove. (laughs) And then... (laughs) He did it you know, he's right handed, so he was trying to catch things with, with, tryout, with and then tryout. trying to throw with his left hand so of course he right. can't throw. Can't I'm gonna talk, talk to him about yeah, that later. Amazing. So there's so, lots of people to talk to uh, it's been for so the fun. big fun. There's lots of people yes. here, so
4: it's been a very fun time, all for a great cause. Children's Mercy Hospital here in Kansas City right. They raised $1.7 million Last year Looking to get to $2 million this year It's such a great event So I encourage you to check it out Bigslickkc.org And uh, like I said I've taken over Riggles Picks here For Sarah Tiana She has no idea what she's doing but I I'm love her still the same. I was just talking same. to
3: Angela Kinsley from it's the office, and I was, she's like, Are you guys doing a podcast? And I'm like, Yeah, you're about to Are be out. Are you guys
1: it. like doing a podcast?
3: All right, we'll fr- be fr- right fr- back. Fr- fr- we'll be right back.
1: Hey, friends, Rob Riggle here. Let me tell you, me tell you straight, because no one else is going to tell you straight. I'm going to tell you straight. You're going to lose your hair. Stone Cold Facts 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. And if you start to notice it by then, hey, listen, it's too late. It's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Just a fact again, friends. FourHims.com is the solution—a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual well, sexual wellness. I was going to say awareness. Both. Why not? For men. All right. Come on, guys. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat that hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room. No awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4 so easy. Answer a few quick questions. Doctors will review and prescribe to you what you need. Products are shipped directly to your door. Friends, order now. My listeners, get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 slash wriggle. That's 4 Hymns, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wriggle. forhims.com slash wriggle. Go there, see what you can find out. Friends, it's time to fight that baldness. Oh, Sarah did a lot of interviewing out there and she's got uh, she's got some more stuff coming at you. I jumped in when I could. But I was the host, so I was out there. A lot
2: of running around.
1: I was running around, glad-handing, doing interviews, doing all kinds of stuff. But I jumped in when I could. But Sarah did take the ball, and she ran with it. God bless her. And you, too, Chan. You jumped in there. I appreciate that. This next clip, we're going to be talking to uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cup uh, about, um, well, the sound quality, to be honest with you. Uh, It was a little shaky from time to time. Uh, We're going to talk about Sarah. We're going to hear again about Sarah's killer performance on the softball field. I don't know if she'll ever let that go. She may... She may wear that, that feather in her cap for a long, long time to come. Uh, we talk comedy. We talk um, about actually going to visit the kids in yeah. the hospital, which is a very powerful experience. Um, you know, most people don't find themselves in a children's hospital or in a hospital with veterans. Uh, either, you know. It's very humbling. Uh, it's humbling. Uh, you real, you get grateful real fast, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's a powerful – it can have a powerful experience or a powerful uh, impact on the person who goes. So it was wonderful that they went, and we talk a little bit about that.
5: I know. So I'm here with Mary Lynn Raskoff. Hey, what's up? Um, this is amazing voice. that you're doing this here. Is there going to be a lot of
3: background noise? Yeah, <laughs> that's the best. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so exciting. This is me and Riggle's podcast, so we don't give a shit about you don't, anything. You don't give a shit. We don't need it to sound good. Swearing? No. We shit it. Actually, we the worse it. it sounds, the worse it makes Rob look, because it's called <laughs> Riggle's fix, not Tiana's fix. That's right. So I'm doing this because I don't care what he thinks. Dang, they're treating us good here. They're really treating us good.
5: Everywhere we go, there's like snacks and alcohol and handlers. Like, clearly this was organized by somebody who's not an actor, but informed (laughs) by an actor, performer, who's like, yeah, you need to have a bar.
3: (laughs) Everywhere. If they're gonna stop somewhere, Here. there needs to be like nachos, than <laughs> a bar. Our lunch menu had drinks on the menu. Yeah. And I just circled the cocktail section. You did? Along with a salad. <laughs>
5: uh peer pressure at lunch we did not sit near each no. other um but who was it uh oh, Jerissa, who oh, yeah. she ordered a cider and then everyone else was like oh it was that thing of like oh you're ordering one i'm ordering one too i got a. I i drank a Taylor. cider but i it put me right to sleep oh. for the break oh for the
3: break that's oh, right dangerous to sleep. so but what we did were, you do for the break were you podcasting? I watched uh, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Okay, I feel better. I thought you were going to be like, I socialized. Oh, I worked out. I worked out. I I worked out and then I went back to the children's hospital and just visited more kids. So, what did you do? Uh, Yeah, I went to a couple
5: of other hospitals, like uh, competitive competitions. Veterans Hospital. Yeah. Uh, did any have you talked about how you crushed it in the game?
3: Chris and I were just talking about Damn, that. Damn girl.
5: Did he fall in love with you? Is he all over
3: you now? He's you know like, oh, so you're funny so hot. Is that my biggest nightmare is being proposed to at a stadium or like anything in public. And I and he knows it's like my biggest pet peeve. And I could tell that me playing softball good made him so happy. Like, oh, We've been together two so and a half years. Sweet. But I know it made him fall in love with me a little bit more. And uh, and I was like, oh, God. I hope he doesn't propose at the stadium. It might be a good time. You, we, you catch fir- the ball.
5: He's yeah. like, will you marry me? <laughs> um, you guys have been together two and a half years? Two and a half years. I didn't know that. Because yeah. I feel like in your act, you're talking about being single. I know. Okay, you're holding on to it for the act.
3: I still... Not to ruin not it. Married. Hashtag, hashtag cut this part out. No, we're not, no you're not no. married. Yeah, no, I, hear he you. I hear that. that. I have a, a bunch of bits about him. So my new stuff... Okay. So the special that I have coming out in the fall is all my single stuff that I'm retiring. Okay. And I have a bunch of new stuff about him. Gotcha. My, you know, my only job as a girlfriend is to turn my head when he's like, babe, watch this. You know, like that's literally all I have to do. I don't have to do much. But... Um, yeah, my biggest nightmare is getting proposed to at the stadium. But I want to talk about us going to the hospital. We were on the yes. same group Yes. going to the hospital. Oh, uh, I so thought you were amazing. <laughs> you were so good. But and I said nothing. They recognized you. Well, no one re- recognized me. No, they, they
5: thought I was on SNL, which is not <laughs> yes, true. That, that, that nice. one guy, he goes, no jokes? I was like, I, I don't know who you think what I you am. Mean? But your child is sick and you're a dad. I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> I want to be who you want me to be, but I don't know what to do right now.
3: I'm not sure who you think I am. Yeah. Who did they think you were? I guess they think that you're... SNL. Or Kristen Wiig or... That's nice. I would, I would think Kristen Wiig. Go on, kind of... yeah, yeah. I do have
5: that quality where I, oh. I'm a type. I could be. People think I'm Jenna Fisher. People think I'm. Did you ever do Mad TV? You never did any. No, of that? I auditioned for Mad TV. I auditioned for The Office. I, uh, I, I auditioned for all of them. I, I never auditioned for SNL. But yeah,
3: the hospital was, um, it was pretty amazing. It was what was really hard for me was not being able to touch the kids and like just hug them and be like, oh, you yeah. Know? At the door, you had to act like, hey, this is totally cool and fun. To just yeah, be standing so at the weird. door and also like you're not supposed to ask them what's wrong with them and like, which is totally different because I do all those military shows, you know, and like, and they, you have to ask them what happened they because they want to talk about it. Well, the more they tell the story, the easier it gets. You have to ask them. Like, Bob Hope used to call their parents and tell them what happened for them. But that was the hardest thing for them. It's was like, like, I don't want to tell my mom really? what happened. So he would call their mom, you know? So getting them to just talk and say the story over and over again, it gets easier. And well, so, that one kid that we had who was like, uh,
5: yeah, I got a tube in my butt. Yeah, like, that
3: kid, Zach, or something. He was starting to talk about well, it. Well, he was like, yeah. Maybe it's I ho- wanted my- to be like, "What's worse, a tube in your butt, or watching The Bachelor?" Because <laughs> the only person he recognized was Chris Harrison, and he goes, Ugh, "You're on that show my mom makes me watch." Yes,
5: that was And brilliant. he didn't want
3: to see any of us because he was like, "I no. don't." None of you are the famous people. But then he recognized David, which I was like, "Thank God!" Yeah, finally David came up because he's yeah. It activates a weird thing because you want to please
5: them, you want to give them something fun, you want to be like, "I'm from this thing." Yeah, because that makes you happy? too young to
3: watch any of the stuff that yeah. we're on. Yeah. So there's that. Like, I that, love when you're like Chelsea Lately, guys. <laughs> yeah, Right. Thanks. Hey, did you guys uh, ever see? Um, uh, podcast that I did uh, with Tom Segura uh, or Joey Diaz, you know, where I passed out. They're real we, wholesome. Yeah, I mean, it was a very bizarre experience, but also, like, I, we had a kid that sang to us. Remember? He was amazing. And that was like, oh, there's your core's like. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, darling. Cheers. Babe, I. Uh, wow. This one's getting low, too, but I'll hold on to it. <laughs> Look at Letrugino was just watching us. Yeah. Oh, here comes so Chris jealous. Harrison. So wants to be in here. Oh my god. He zipped <laughs> he up his fly. Did he do that, that for I... us? That was for us. That was a bit. Who knew that Chris Harrison was such a funny guy? I had no idea. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. Yeah. And he so specifically loves
5: what he does. At lunch he was like talking about being an actor and like i don't know how you say the line and like wait for hours and then deliver and repeat it because he's such a specific like live tv thing and i I was like how many cameras you guys use with the bachelor like two or three he goes eight to ten i was like i don't know anything about that whole genre
3: how long have you been acting
5: my, I had my SAG cards since 1996, bro. Really? Yeah, girl. Well, the first thing I a
3: remember you in was time. Um, Legally Blonde, I think, right? Like, you're, you're such a great character actor, and you and you play that friend, that, like, the funny friend, which I always, when I was starting, when I moved to L.A. to be an actress, I never wanted to be the lead character. I wanted to be the neighbor, like the funny neighbor that, like, never gets laid or whatever. Yes. But I looked like too much of, like, a hometown girl to ever get that quirky part. Oh, that's interesting. And, like, when I auditioned for—I got a part on Reno 911, and I literally walked in in, like, a completely different outfit. I put on glasses, and I had my hair up, and I took my makeup, and I put it in a weird way, you know, almost disguised— my face, because it's like it's too small-town girl. You mean too pretty? No, it's just it's cute. Pretty people never ask you out. When you're cute, everyone thinks they have a chance. So like the bus boys, like, do you want to? <laughs> Is know? that true? It's do you get asked true. out by the bus yeah. boy? Yeah, you get asked out by everybody because they think they have a chance. <laughs> when you're I think pretty, I, nobody... I have a
5: vibe. It's probably different now that I'm married and have a kid and I'm starting to. <laughs> care way less and not give a fuck but I have a vibe where people think they not only have a chance but they can just dominate me and I'll do whatever they want to do I'm like okay yeah
3: is that because you play timid characters Uh, on television probably
5: yeah I have issues so I go you, from timid to controlling, like, the real me. I think stand-up has helped me to, like, find my
3: uh, nugget of anger well, I remember when you first started stand-up because I was at the comedy store, and I've been at the comedy store for 14 years, but I've only been a paid regular for seven. That's a and, long time. You know, it's quite the thing when oh, an actress comes in, and everyone's like, oh, this is this celebrity actress. I'm glad I didn't know I mean, that I had the
5: vibe of like, because I think right. everyone was like, what the fuck right. is she doing? Well, it was, yeah. It you was- know, I went when I started at the comedy store, I actually had a, 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 an open mic there in the 90s with a friend. I only did comedy, but it was very alt. Anyway, mm-hmm. when, probably when you saw me, I had been on the road doing like an hour of stand-up but the comedy store was completely different oh, it's complete. so i went in there and i was like i got this and then it was like oh no. i don't got this yeah, but like- that was part of like my love affair with the comedy store because it's like oh shit it, it, you have it to forces it out. you to like figure it out and go deeper and get deeper broader in some ways deeper but in some ways just like quick and they want to know like What's your thing?
3: Like, what's your... Right. Where are you at? Where are you coming well, from? You have to take so much control at the comedy store. And I think that's what... Right, they're not know. coming to you. They're not buying
5: tickets to see you. No. They're so coming all my to stuff. See. I mean, I give myself credit. It's not like I didn't have jokes on the road. I had solid things that I was working on, but their tickets were to see me, so they were already inclined to like you know. where is at the comedy store, it's an interesting.
3: The comedy store doesn't like, give huh. a fuck about who how famous yeah. you are, and that's why I like it because. It's exciting. You know, when I first saw you, I saw you in the belly room. I think you we in there with Duncan Trussell at the time, really? yeah, and so I was like, all right, whatever. This is Duncan's friend, and so whatever. I'm like, but this is just some, you know, as a woman, you know, everyone's just like, of course. Like, my biggest problem at the comedy store is that people always complain about not getting past there, but I'm like, but you didn't do the work. You have to put in the work. I put in the work. I was there. I ran shows there. I booked shows there. I worked there. You know, like I, and I couldn't work the door. I couldn't. You know, w- women weren't allowed to work the door. Is that true? Yeah. No women because Sam Kinison in the '80s uh, beat up Argus in the parking lot because he was roughing up Mitzi because they were both on coke, <laughs> and so she was like, "Only men can work the door," which meant I didn't only know men that. work everywhere else in the club. And then her husband cheated on her with a blonde waitress who did comedy. So you couldn't be blonde and be a waitress and do comedy. Yeah. So I had no other option except to run rooms. But what I respected about you is that I saw you there every time I was there. Which meant you were putting in the work. And I never saw that with a lot of other women. And I really, I mean... I've seen your stand up develop so much more just from when You're making you me want to do more sets. <laughs> you know what? You, you go through a week really good. You're really Thanks, good girl. because you're really honest. And I think that I mean that's what comedy is.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like I always did alt rooms and I always was like I do comedy, but I I never fully jumped in cuz I always got acting work and I but I never fully went out. So I was like, "All right, either you got to do yeah. it." or give it up. Right. And that's when I started putting in the work and the comedy store has been so amazing. Yeah. They're good to you. Like now I I take off four or five days and in that four or five days I'm like, I should just stop doing this. I got to go to bed early. I should get up and do yoga. And then I go back and you know, what's interesting when I have that attitude of like, I'm done. Then I have the fucking best
3: sets. Of course. When you're like, relaxed, you don't give I a fuck? I let go. I don't right. give a
5: fuck. And then it's another level of like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because now I've been working that material. Mm-hmm. So now I got the material. Um, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to connect with you. And I'm going to be like, this is where it's at for me. And then it feels like, well, now i got to go back and well, do like three more sets. everything.
3: And like, Joshua was telling me the other day that he has this joke. And like, all the jokes in it kill this bit. Except for this one joke. And it never works. And he does it every time. (laughs) And he talks about how it never works every time. And I'm like, it doesn't work because the audience, you change. You did something different right before that because you're anticipating that it's not going to work. And it distracted them. And they probably didn't even hear the joke. Because you do little things as a comic. You're approaching it. You're saying, like, just his energy. Right. Your energy changed. And they can read that. Like, our job as a comic it's to notice things that most people don't notice, but we also are extremely sensitive people. So we, I can walk, we can walk in a room and be like, oh, that's a. They're on a date. They're friends. They're brother and sister. They're from another country. You just know that. But By you the don't way, can I bring it. that back
5: to what I saw you doing at the hospital today? I was like, oh shit. I was noticing some next level as a comic. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I know you, we just were just in there. I was chit chatting, but just to like read into it as a comic, I was like, oh, you're. It's not like, oh, you're reading your room. Because it wasn't, you weren't performing and doing jokes, but just the way you were connecting and putting yourself out there and yeah. find, finding things, general things to connect to, is an aspect that, I don't know if that's from your stand-up or if you're like that, or it's probably a combo. It's a combo. Um, yeah. yeah, again, it's not like you're going in there doing bits, but I saw you, like, reaching out to people. I saw yeah. you, like, you know, quick, simple things. Not like... Zingers, but like seeing the women working there, and you're like, "What are you guys not working?" No,
3: nobody's working. And
5: it's just like it's so great because you're just like throwing throwing, right, throwing stuff out there. They
3: are working, (laughs) yes. And like, but I think that's what's the bestest comics is that we're really good listeners and we can read a vibe. So when the vibe is, so how did you do that with the kids today? Because you could tell that they were nervous. I yeah. could just tell that they were yeah. nervous. So you have to get them talking about something that makes them comfortable, and then they lose the nervousness just goes away. Because yeah. now they're. Well, how'd you distracted. know what to talk about? I mean, you know. I was there.
5: I saw. It's yeah. almost. Yeah, you're just kind of like pulling you're whatever. you whatever. You you ask about
3: it. And I'm, and I, we were all kind from. of doing it. It's like, where are you from? You There's can you do stuffed sports. animals. Sports yeah. was a good Darren one. Aaron knew all about the stuffed animals because of his kids. Yeah. It's like we all had different. Uh, knowledge that we could use to help them to try to connect in some way because uh, just so people know, like we weren't allowed to go in the room. We're yeah. standing at the doorway and the kids are inside the room, and we're trying to have a conversation five, six, seven feet away. Yeah, and acting like oh, we're just at a cocktail party. Yeah, hey, we're what's just up? hanging out, but we're totally can't cool touch that we, each can't other. we can't come near you. We can't come near you because you're so
6: sick. Yeah,
3: can't touch you. We can't do anything. So it's like. How do you connect from that far away? It's like it's like an audience where the front three rows are empty, and you're like, guys, like I need your energy. But and it's all the energy was the same. It was like very like tough, yes, hard. But like we were all just pulling whatever we could. Like oh, you like superheroes. So then Daniel would come in and like. Be the superhero guy. I yeah. don't know anything about that. So, yeah. You know, the kid's wearing a Jordan shirt, so we're like, we're going to talk about basketball <laughs> yeah. because he's obviously like... Oh, what football? video game are you playing? Yeah. Oh, what...
5: Uh, Let's start a conversation. When's your birthday? Yeah. That other little girl. Oh, yes. you just turned
3: five. Yeah.
5: Got- I got into it with uh, when we were in that first room with a couple of the moms, and I felt like... I don't know. There's a weird... I almost felt like I wanted to be a witness to what they were going through. Like that one woman who was in her pajamas and she was smiling, but her whole vibe, you could tell she was just like... Exhausted. Exhausted and like... Living in a hospital. And yeah, like exuding this, like, just trying to get through it. Like not... She didn't want to give off that vibe, you know? It wasn't her... It was just like maintaining... Yeah. what, What she had to do to get through it. And I did ask her, you know, I was like, Okay. Where? How did you sleep? What's going on okay, with your kid? Like, uh-huh. how old is your kid? And and um, it's pretty uh, uh mind opening. It makes you very grateful. And uh,
3: right. You have. A you son, know. You yeah. see. I
5: see her getting emotional, and it's like I am too. But it's my job to be like, hey, I'm here. Like, right. it's it's okay. Like, yeah. you're you're still normal. We're here. We're going right. to We're gonna connect. If I can distract you for a right. couple minutes, if I can listen to you for yeah. a couple minutes, like, great. Oh, we're, we're
3: just there to take their mind off of something. And if I can hear
5: second. what you're going through, yeah. even though it's like, you know, we didn't do that with the kids. Yeah. I, I wonder if, like, one-on-one. I think it's kind of the way this is structured, too, because mm-hmm. we're going up as a group, and it's oh, so yeah. fast. It's like, why would you get into it? So you many know? people, yeah. Yeah. We. I mean... I but that one kid it. was like, I got a, I got a tube in my butt. Like, <laughs> there is an aspect of it. They probably do want well, to talk he about also it. Also, was
3: like, where are the famous people? And we, he didn't think any of us were famous yes. enough. And then Daniel what do you convinced do? him that he was on The Flash, and he like told him what Thank character God. he was, and then that saved us because Taryn's like, oh, I was doing SNL, and you're like, I was on 24, and then like, like none of them are. They're all too young to see any of the stuff that we're on. Yes. Hi, Joan. Hi. What are you doing? So, we are going to head over to the major donor suite, our $100,000 and $50,000 donors. Would you guys like to what join the? us? What the? Yes, we yeah, would love to join you. I want to meet people that pay that kind of money to meet you guys? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. I'm sure I'm the one that they want to meet. So, I'll go first, Mary Lynn, and then, of course, then they are. You, sit, you come last. I've had just enough Thank beer you for to meet talking these people. on our podcast. Thanks
5: for having me.
1: Hey, take a moment to think about your undies. <laughs> it's weird, right? It's a weird request, Riggle. But your first thought probably isn't, they're awesome, which is why I want to tell you about undies. They're comfy, awesome undies that'll make you feel good from the moment you put them on. And when you feel good, friends, anything is possible. undies are made with a material sustainable, with a, with a material sustainably sourced from beechwood trees. Their naturally softer fiber makes... A fabric that won't sag or ride up. Trust me, once you put on a pair, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. With MeUndies, you can get undies sent right to your door. No more hunting around for the perfect pair at a crowded store and eventually settling on something that is good enough. MeUndies is so sure you'll love the first pair that if you're not happy, they'll do whatever it takes to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, keep them. And... They'll refund you. That's right. Keep them, and they'll refund you. So this is really risk-free to try out the best underwear ever. Here's the offer, my friends. Are you still not sure? Well, MeUndies has a real deal for my listeners. First-time purchasers get 20% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. So get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself right. To get your 20% off, your first pair, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Riggles. That's with an S. I don't know why. That's MeUndies.com slash Riggles, plural.
2: And also here at Riggle's Picks we're doing something fun for you guys and Sarah.
7: What
1: what's going on, Shane?
2: Yeah, we're pairing up with Meundies. If you get a pair of Meundies with our code Riggle's we will send you another pair. You have to send us proof, maybe a receipt. You in a PG version of the underwear? We'll send you another PG, pair. PG, that's
1: important. Let's PG, let's keep please. it clean, people. Let's not be riff raff. Let's keep it clean. Yeah,
2: and and we'll also help Sarah out, and we're going to gift her a pair of meandies in honor of you buying a pair.
1: Oh my gosh, the girl is making out like a bandit. Way yeah. to go, Sarah! And she needs them. Let's be honest. She does. That might be why she's not here with us today. Is I
2: think it is. She
1: may be looking for underwear. She
2: has. No underwear. Yep, it's really hard on her and Chris in their yep. relationship. I'm
1: sure it is. That can that can cause trouble anywhere.
2: And I feel like we here at Riggles Picks and our listeners need to help her out.
1: I, Chan, you, I couldn't. You couldn't have said it any better. Thank you. All right. So this next uh, uh, moment from the Big Slick is taken from uh, an evening after most of the stuff had died down. We we're back at the uh, uh, hospitality suite, mm-hmm. and Blake Voigt, who is one of the most outstanding magicians I, I've ever had the privilege of seeing. Uh, was practicing his witchcraft. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no other name for it. He may call it magic, uh, but it's, it's witchcraft. He did some things that truly were disturbing um, And uh, with magic, uh, black arts, uh, whatever you want to call it. I was convinced that he was uh, a witch.
2: And I think everyone else was.
1: Yeah, well, everybody started the witch chant, yeah. and we debated whether or not we should throw him off the balcony because we would assume he would live. Cooler heads prevailed, and we decided not to. But uh, we did talk to everybody. I think we talked to a a lot of people that were in the room. I mean, Paul Rudd was in the room. Uh, Sam Levine, Sam Levine, Chris Daughtry. uh, You know, there was there was a lot of people in the room witnessing uh, this this magic, and it was truly some of the most impressive stuff I've ever seen in my life. And I I, I've been to the Magic House. I've been all around. I've seen shows a lot in my life. This was some of the best magic I've ever seen. So this uh, was—I think we actually talked to Blake. We talked to the people that were in the room. Uh, Truly, truly, amazing witchcraft. Oh my god! You're the worst and the best at the same time. At the best. At the same time.
3: Listen, Chris Harrison, you weren't even invited to this room.
8: No,
1: no, he's invited. He's invited. Not. Do the Do the horn. Horn. You love
8: doing
3: the, the horn.
8: Do it. Don't
3: Come it. over here, Chris. Do the
1: Do horn. Do the horn. <laughs> 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 Nobody loves the horn from Sarah as much as Sarah loves the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Give it your best. Hey, seriously. One arm bandit tonight. You spent about a thousand dollars. Two thousand. Two thousand. But thank you. You smoke four packs of cigarettes.
3: To bu- two, T-bone. but okay. did
1: you ever win a fucking thing?
3: Yeah, I won a grand prize of two hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> and then I gave I love it grand right prize. back.
1: Grand prize means nothing. Mm. The, the grand prize would have been what, a, like a Pontiac?
3: No, it was two hundred fifty dollars on Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo! the bu- Buffalo.
1: You won a Fiero, didn't you? You won a oh, Fiero. That makes a sound. You won the okay. Fiero. Okay, first of
3: all, Suzuki the Subaru. fact that your reference is a Fiero is really telling.
1: it's the best car ever. It is. It's a dynamite two-seater. Everybody knows that. A <laughs> <laughs>
3: dynamite two-seater. <juice> <laughs> right. <laughs> like,
1: and by the way, don't, don't, the shake, don't shake the truth, Sarah. Don't <laughs> shake the truth. You guys wanted the Cabriolet. I had the Fiero.
3: You did? Yeah. I see you in a Fiero. Bye. Oh hi, David. Uh, David, David,
1: David Wayne. <laughs> to be on the radio. <laughs>
3: Listen, David, <laughs> no, this we're is really a podcast, busy, but we're it's, very podcast. busy. It's not.
1: It's uh, not the radio.
9: A
3: I N on the radio dial. You're covering your, your ear like it's
9: a radio, band, but it's not.
3: Love stinks. <laughs> <laughs> David, we're very busy. <laughs> Sorry, go back.
2: I just want 30 minutes of Sarah
3: doing that tonight.
1: I want. I want. I don't even want to be here right now. I want Sarah to run amok. I want Sarah
3: wanted to be here since. Wednesday
1: I have been working this I know. Listen You're, to my voice. voice Listen to my voice Your voice I have been, is hoarse You know what it is It's like Oh really You work for Such and such corporation Thank you for supporting uh, us God bless you I God bless you Aaron,
3: I, Go go, Cougars Yeah I know it's yeah, been I don't a, know what
1: that was But that was nothing I, this is Nothing remotely close like, To what
3: Yeah It's been great That's <laughs> my backpack That you guys gave to me for free,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a gift. It's yeah, called it's a, a gift. A,
3: who are we going to give the mic to? Let's All give right. it to Will.
1: Let's talk to Black Magic Johnny here. <laughs>
3: yeah, Black Magic. Hey, Johnny. Blake. This is our. Podcast. We're here at the
1: Big Slick. Uh, this is Rob Regal, <laughs> with me, Chandler with us. Uh, Blake, you just did some mind bending magic. Blake, what's your last name? Voight. Uh, see, I was going to say Toit. But yeah. it's Voight. I thought it was Voight. Uh, Blake Voight is one of the Quoit. greatest magicians I've ever seen in my entire life. And I can say that honestly. Because I've seen, you've seen, uh, I've seen one a, magician. No, I've seen so, a couple. So no, far, don't be rude. So
3: far. Don't be rude. Don't be
1: rude. Uh, but I have seen him do mind-bending mind magic. And I'm talking... Right, right, you he saw Ran it. up
2: to me and said he's a devil because I. I,
1: I did. I swear to God, I screamed scream. witch. I screamed witch. No, last night. And I said, and I, really, I like, said, let's I burn
3: s- him at the stake.
2: I
1: did. I said to a couple friends. Say, I got. I, I got to tell. Him. I said to a couple friends. I go, if we let him leave this room, then we're part of the problem. Right. Like we have to. We have to kill him. Well, there's a reason no this room offense, has
3: a balcony. In my opinion, there's a reason this room has a balcony, and we're on the tenth floor.
1: God, is God talking I, to you right now? I'm, Talk to me, Sarah. Is God talking to you right now?
3: God talks to me.
7: Sam? It's the whiskey. Sam Levine, to everybody. Sam and Levine. the whiskey is talking to her, and it's talking to me, too, and we have to kill this guy.
1: Listen, Blake, you're a talented magician, and but you obviously dabble in the dark arts, and you've summoned the devil, um, <laughs> and you've summoned the dark the dark world to our world. And so it's not so much that I, I fear what you've done, but I take that back. I totally fear what you've done. And I feel like it's my obligation to America exactly. to make sure that you don't hurt anybody. And the only way I can do that is by throwing you off the ledge. Now, listen, I know that sounds terrible. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. So, bef- so uh, look, I'm not committed to that yet. I'm not committed. I haven't right. I haven't. Uh, so tell me, tell me, tell me your, tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts on the magic you did tonight because it, it really, I can. I, this is our podcast. We can cuss. Exactly. It really fucked me up. Yeah, so my thoughts
4: on the, the performances tonight were uh I, I normally perform silly silly magic, like where I goof around and Not I think really it's sure. really it fun to Sam do you think it was yeah, straight no, was straight witchcraft. Yeah. But then I, I like mixing in uh, more serious stuff. It seems more of a contrast. So tonight I tried to what do that. Did,
1: what you did in this room was pure black art. <laughs> how did you how did you summon the devil? How do you how do you talk to the demon? You start by Sacrificing
4: a goat At the beginning I knew of the it. night I, knew I fucking
7: I knew, knew, it.
1: knew it I fucking knew, knew
4: it. it Don't knew check it. my room knew
1: it. Sam Levine knew it I, I fucking him, knew it
7: Here's here's the thing I'm a pretty skeptical guy And people Sam Levine this, everybody
1: This is Sam Levine
7: People are listening to this They're like whatever I'm skeptical too If I watched that magician oh, Do his shit I'd exactly What he was doing You fucking would not, not no. You would be like God damn it that guy, he's a partner of Satan's, and he just made shit happen right. that is not supposed to happen in our natural world, yep. and I need to go talk to a priest about it.
1: Seth Herzog just walked up and joined our group. Seth, what do you think? Oh,
0: my lord. About what? <laughs> about-, about Blake, you mother... Christ, our savior. No,
1: Blake. Blake, oh, the Jesus devil. Christ,
0: our Savior. You mean Blake? No, he's savior. not your Savior. He's my he's, Savior. He's the devil. I am now subscribed to the Church of Blake. No,
1: don't, don't. Uh, yeah. He's just a man. He's just
0: a man.
3: First off, James, you subscribe to Jesus Christ,
0: our Savior. <laughs> <laughs> me um, let me tell you something. What did you see tonight? Uh, what did I see? My eyes need to be washed. I saw him pull the name out of a hat or guess the name of two people's Dead. No, hat involved. no, in my version, there's a hat. <laughs> Relax, Sam. Let him
1: tell his version. <laughs> it's
8: important
7: that people listening. It's important that people listening know there no was hat. no hat. No.
0: He asked. Well, what was there?
1: There was like he a. He asked
0: um, David uh, to name. Think of a pet that died. Put it in an, an envelope.
1: David doesn't mean anything to our friends oh, listening. This Who? other guy. And.
8: Who's David, Dukes? David, Dukes. David Duke. It was David Dukes
1: No, that's no. We do no. We do not. Uh, we're not friends with David Duke. <laughs> we hate David Duke. Okay. We hate you're David not David.
9: friends with
1: him. I'm not, you're not friends either. We are not friends with him. We do not like David Duke. And officially. And and then
0: he asked um, Sarah Chalk to put uh, someone who had died name in an envelope. And then he wrote the names down on a plate. And he nailed you know,
1: it. i got to be honest. Man to man. Yeah. The only way that you could decipher what, what, word, what you're describing yeah. is some sort of compact or or contract with the devil.
0: I have no doubt that he comports with the devil yeah. or is an agent of his works. Yep. All right, well, thank you for that. No so. problem. Thank you. Let me ask you to Blake. Before you ask the questions or as you ask the questions, just did you know the answers before you even asked?
4: I, I did not. I was trying to read the room tonight and see how... How serious uh, of the questions
1: I should be asking? Now, friends, now, friends, listen. I want to. I want to jump. No, hold on. I want to jump in here. Hold on. I want to jump in. I want to jump in. (laughs) You all just heard Blake's voice. It sounded sweet. It sounded innocent and harmless. But friends, I'm looking in the face of the devil right now. Now, listen. I don't think he's. I don't think he's out to hurt any like children or anything. But he wants to destroy. Well, he wants to destroy America.
7: I, uh, I figured it out. I figured it out, and I'm—I—I I don't mean to be. What do you mean a dick. you figured it no, out? No, I don't want to be the party pooper who stands here and is like, "Oh, this is how you did it." But it just came to me. It just came to me, and so now I'm gonna—I'm gonna out him because I know how you did the trick. Good. Don't tell. No, 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 I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you because fuck, fuck this guy. That's okay. right. All right, All right. All right. I got it. All right. Camera tricks. Wait, there's no camera. Yeah. There's no camera, it sir. Was camera no it was camera No camera. In the edit, they no. fixed it in the edit. No. I definitely, definitely noticed that in the
1: edit. It happened in real time. It yeah. happened in real I time.
2: I stand by Sam Levine in that. You're yeah. wrong. I, You're, wrong.
1: I, You're I, both I, I, wrong. Yep. Ke- I'm fact-checking. I'm here with, Kevin Rahm. I'm here with Kevin Rahm. Blake has a great editor. they terrific. Hold on. I'm here with Kevin Rahm, who is a yeah. star of uh, Mad Men and currently of uh, Lethal Weapon on uh, Fox. I've never heard of him. Oh, stop. Stop. Desperate Housewives. Wow. Desperate Housewives. Kevin. You Kevin, you watched the the witchcraft tonight. And I'll call it witchcraft because it was. You you witnessed the witchcraft.
9: What did you think? He is possessed by the devil. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Kevin. That's Kevin Ramey. He is a he's like a legitimate guy. If <laughs> If I can
7: add on he to what le- he's just said, yeah. Uh, uh, Blake and his editor are possessed by the devil. You are yep. wrong. No. So wrong. That, that was 100% fixed in post. He did it in
1: front of us, you moron. He did it right in front of us. There's no cameras. It was live action.
7: No, I'm pretty sure that was on tape. No, day. it was I, not I, on tape. I, you it guys was, may
1: have been. You were looking in his devil eyes when he did it. it fucking was. But it wasn't. I don't know what's
7: real and what isn't huh. anymore after seeing that
3: what's real but you know what's real true car
1: uh (laughs) don't start don't start i want to say this so blake 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 how old are you blake how old are you 1942 oh wow i'm 29 you're a liar blake you're 729 years old because you're a wizard and a witch and as much as i've tried to talk my friends out of killing you tonight (laughs) we're gonna kill you tonight yeah
8: Yeah, sorry that's why there's a witch he's a a (laughs) witch There's a podcast happening right now?
3: <laughs> Sorry, Paul Rudd. We only need famous people on the podcast, so can we find somebody that's... Uh, <laughs> oh. um,
8: I, know Will, I saw Will Forte. <laughs> Yay! Do you know him? I do know can him. Can you
3: introduce me? Oh,
8: my God. He's the funniest guy ever. I could in- totally introduce you to <laughs> Will Forte. By
3: the way, you were really good at the softball game today.
8: Oh, c- you know what? Thank you so much.
3: I mean... She's a- fishing. She's a-
1: fishing for a comment because she remembered all this...
8: out
3: there in the outfield. You, I caught two no, balls.
8: No, you... you Crushed it. I was I know. on your team. No, no, I know you bring it around you, you. First of all, that pop fly <laughs> that came right to you and you she's fishing. She's fishing. Yeah, it's because disgusting. Charlie Day
3: hit it to me two ways.
8: Uh, it was incredible.
3: Yeah, but was I amazing. what I was trying okay. to say is I was on your team
8: on this. I know you were. <laughs> I know you were. Do you remember me? I was very excited by your by your play in the in the field. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I love that we're doing a
1: podcast. I, here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. I, I do want to say this, Sarah. Oh, I'm going to jump in here. Okay. I, I have accused Blake Voight. Uh-huh. Blake Voight. Blakevoight.com? Blakevoight.com? Blakevoight.com. I've accused, accused him of witchcraft. Uh-huh. I've accused him of being involved in the dark arts and, and in League with the Devil. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this right now. I, I'm not changing any of that. I do no. believe that I still. I don't
3: think that you should.
1: But if you want to be entertained, <laughs> go see Blake <laughs> <No>. Voight. <laughs> Because he's the greatest magician I've ever seen in my entire life. He really is. He really is. You're amazing. How do you
7: spell Blake Voigt? How do you spell Voigt?
1: V-O-G-T. And if you heard that, spin it backwards, and it it, it says, I'm in league with the devil.
3: Yeah, that's how.
1: If you spin it backwards. Only if you spin it backwards. Only if you spin it backwards.
8: (laughs) He really is. I'd say that Blake is in that rarefied air that maybe one of three people of best in the world kind of magic yeah. i would
1: agree with you yeah and that's yeah. paul yeah.
8: rudd guys that's it's paul beyond, rudd it's beyond magic it yep. enters a, it enters a it's a whole new category yep. of just yeah. yep uh,
3: paul's favorite magician normally is weird out right
8: well my i'm a big i'm a big amazing jonathan guy
9: <laughs>
8: <laughs> no joke the guy knows what he's doing yeah.
1: he's, he's on his Claire. game he's on his game he's on his game
8: you know and uh and i'm a i'm a big weird owl fan as you right. know yeah yeah i
3: know yeah those basically are... paul likes anybody with a pirate shirt
8: i like anybody with uh, an adjective before their name yep. right. so is that weird owl yep amazing Jonathan, Jonathan, and, <laughs> and tremendous and Blake, wriggle you need to come up and with tremendous a tremendous wriggle joke. tremendous wriggle
3: audacious
1: Blake. tremendous wriggle how
7: how are you on cedric the entertainer
8: well, I think he's, 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 he's an entertainer. Okay. I mean,
1: He's an entertainer. Cedric
8: phenomenal. It's after, it's, he's, but he's, you're, he's,
1: it's a technicality, no, so Sam. I, it's a technicality. don't
8: know that much about his magic. <laughs> but, it, but it doesn't matter because I'm so entertained by him. <laughs> right. he's, he's, he's an uh, entertainer. Got
1: it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Blake, Blake, that, was the, that was the greatest I've ever seen. So true car! That's right, true car friends. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what that stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car that you want, and your certified dealers know this. So they set their true price competitively so that they can win your business. It's real simple, friends. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit TrueCar, TrueCar.com to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Okay, this next clip Uh, From the big sleek week, uh, big slick weekend in Kansas City, I was out of the room. Sarah and Chandler cornered my sister who was there and tried to get dirt on me. Now, at some point, I I walked by and I saw you guys with my sister, had her in the corner with a microphone. I, I thought, this is not good, even, even. At that late hour, I knew something was a foul. So I at one point, I think I run over and screamed something, don't you, I?
2: You screamed, yeah. You ran over, you caught us, and you screamed, I don't shit my pants.
1: I don't. Let's go to the clip.
3: Okay, so we're here with Julie, Rob's sister, who Rob has talked about on the podcast, and Chandler can testify. Yeah, yeah he says that you've beat him into submission. Wow. Such a lie. Many times. And that you're the reason that he's uncomfortable with himself as a human being, which, honestly, I don't disagree with. I think that he should be uncomfortable with himself. To be but, honest, well, there so, might be
6: there might be a slight truth to that.
3: My favorite my favorite story that Rob talks about is how you would trick him into laying on the a hump in the car because you'd be like, "No, I want the hump! I want the hump!" And he's like, "No, no, I want the hump." And then you would get, you like, oh, okay. And you would surrender and then he would get,
6: back. so it's totally
3: true. Right. Yeah. Because okay. he
6: thought that he was trying to get the best of me, mm-hmm. but I was like, so I'm so much smarter than right. you. So, he would be like, "Oh, I think she wants me to do this, so I'm going to do that." Oh, no, yeah.
3: <laughs> right. That's and the whole so, That's what a big sister does. It's you ex- trick exactly what a big being an sister idiot.
6: does. And so he he completely succumbed to it. So
3: what <laughs> time me, and time again. So we only ever hear Rob's side of everything. <laughs> we want Julie. So we need Julie's side of what did Rob do to you when you were growing uh, up oh, that you're like this motherfucker deserves to be kicked in the balls.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so to this day. It's a safe zone. Actually. It's a safe zone. No, don't worry. So He's never going to hear this cuz he doesn't listen to our podcast. Right. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Trust me. Perfect. Okay, then here I go. Yeah. So no, he was um actually he was a funny little guy. Of course. Like he would so what you just said about him succumbing to like my trickery was actually very true, and I ha- I have to say sometimes my trickery came from my friends because they were a- slightly more clever than I was. Oh, interesting. And I-, I- and I wasn't quite sure that I could pull it off, but with friends, right, you could do anything.
1: Do not talk to my
8: sister.
3: We're getting the info about the hump. <laughs>
8: Laying
1: on the hot. This is sneaky bullshit. No, I want the real truth. You're not getting the real truth. She will never tell you the truth. She's telling she Rob. It's over. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is the worst night of my life. It's not the this worst. Is the worst night of my life. What are you telling them?
3: Plan. I didn't know you were gonna be here.
1: Please don't tell them when I shit my pants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then you name the date <laughs> Don't tell him when I shit my pants on July 14, 2012
9: you
1: didn't talk about that at all, Rob What are you talking about?
9: We
3: never even brought it
9: up and then It, all it was July 13th,
6: by yeah. the way it, wasn't the <laughs> it was the 13th It was the 13th
3: Yeah. Kevin, this do you know Rob's sister?
1: You know sticky I, I We, we leave him alone for two seconds. I come around the corner. They got my sister in the corner. They yeah. A with my yeah, talk. getting the Why real truth. Tell me about when he walked out with
2: the motor and he farted. <laughs> oh, yeah. <in> <laughs> true, house. true. Every
1: day? Everyone, everyone can tell that story. <laughs>
8: Wait <a minute>. Because <laughs> right. that was last Why? week.
3: That's not everyone interesting.
7: Everyone can tell that story.
2: Everyone
8: can
1: tell that story.
3: you Sam Levine coming in. Three days no, in true. South You're Carolina right. with him. <laughs> Yeah, three days in South...
7: I spent a a weekend in Vegas with Rob. He was never
1: (laughs) uh, flaccid, not once. I was... Always calm. I never was (laughs) flagellant. I I, I ate very dry food. What are you talking about?
7: The the casino dealers could hear him coming a mile away. He was
1: farting so much. One time, one time, I had a little farty squeak going on. For every step I took, a a little tiny fart came out. One time.
3: I just always say that your farts only happen in the basement of your house.
1: Uh, that 's not true. It also happens after I put my wife in the car and I walk around the back side of the car i'll 'll let one roll I'll let a growler out
3: I'll
1: let a hot growler <laughs> roll down my thigh and out my and out my denims.
3: On
2: that <laughs> Rob, I just want to put on the record that as much as you talk about poop, I've yep.
1: never yep. ever heard of you pooping your pants Thank you, Chandler <laughs> Thank you, Chandler
3: Sarah Tiana here, I have not heard that I have n- only ever seen Rob shit his pants
2: Well, you're on Twitter, Sarah, <laughs> right. so read more
3: But I've I've known Rob for longer I've known Rob for going. a year
1: You've heard stories of me shitting my pants. No one's heard a story
3: from you. I've heard the stories from you. You are. I've known you for one year. Her stories, not me.
1: You're a good friend, but you are a stone cold liar. I've known
3: you for a whole year, and that's all you've ever
1: talked about. I talk about when other people take dumps. I think it's hilarious. When a a, a Canadian. Hot D. Yeah, when a, when a when a when a when a woman takes a hot D in a uh, Tim Hortons and throws it at the the guy working the register, that's goddamn funny. I don't care who you are, that's funny. Julie, that's Julie, way in. Way
3: Julie. For, for the record, why did you buy that's his sister? You, you, you took a hot
1: yeah, D she and took Nortons and threw it at the cashier. She threw her shit at a cashier. You threw your shit at a cashier.
7: Not you my know sister. what? Now that I think about that video. <laughs>
6: It, looks it like a lot does like look a is. lot
7: like your sister. Yeah.
1: And nobody knows if she was in Canada or not. Nobody knows.
6: Not even You're close. Right. So You're let's right. start it's all over right. again.
7: I Real quick, I just need to clarify something, Rob. Uh, that movie, uh, Let's Be Cops.
1: Yeah, great movie. Everybody loved it.
7: Box office smash. It's <laughs> I, I had a lot of friends on that uh, movie uh, in the costume department. They said every day, every single day. They had to clean shit stains out of Rob's uh, costume every single
1: day. Sam Levine is mentally ill, and he's a stone cold liar. And this is this is not me talking. I know it sounds like I'm defending myself or trying to create a wall of confusion. It's just stone cold fact. it's clinically proven. It's, it's 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 registered with the state of California. Sam Levine is a midnight stroker. That's a, actually a medical term. It's a medical term. He's a midnight, midnight stroker and a stone cold BSer. That's actually that's medical. That's not me. That's medical. That's a medical Where did you term. You
7: see my medical records
1: in California. Internet.
3: Yeah. Internet. Well,
1: Internet. California. Internet. Internet. Internet.
3: Fake news. <laughs> By the way... That's fake news. You're Trump, know, supporter. You know, Trump supporter. Rob Trump supporter. You called you an inglorious bastard before you even cast in that movie. <gasps> Just so you know. he got to burn Rob Riggle.
1: Wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
2: Wait a minute. Burn him. <laughs> burn him. Burn, burn him. him. Burn, burn him. him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and we're going to cut it off there because <laughs> Rob Riggle
2: no. is out.
3: It's okay, back out. to Julie. <laughs> See? Everything's fine You have to hold the mic up to your mouth Are we back at it? Yeah, we're back at it This so is it's just, is just and, you and me? Yes, yeah, it's just me and you talking So Rob so doesn't can, know No, Rob, whatever we talk about here is right. a safe it's space it's all, okay, good So
6: Don't ever tell Rob I said any of this I won't all right.
3: He, like I said, he doesn't listen to the, bo- the podcast He's <laughs> right. never gonna know So it's all good So just tell me one thing That he won't publicly ever admit Hmm but First already, of all, he always talks about how you connived him and used to beat him up and used <laughs> to hold him down and uh, that you were taller than him and bigger than him. And that's
6: so dumb. He's which a makes a, no it's sense. No, it's no. Because he's, right. he's a giant human being. Exactly. So he acts like he was. like, No, that's not right. He no. had he he could have had the power, but he he didn't really have the smarts to
3: do right. that. So, he, so. I, I feel like Rob was a sensitive boy. A little who bit. maybe would have cried very <laughs> easily. Yeah. Did you he make was, him cry easily? Um, you know, probably
6: more than I'd like to admit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was a little bit of that. Do you I mean, still
3: try to make and, him cry every once in a while?
6: Uh, I, I've probably gotten more gentle oh, yeah, in my, right. you know, right? Because, you know, you have a little empathy toward that one. Uh, but, because but you get bored. You're,
3: because you're like, yeah, I've made him cry yeah, so much.
6: Right. But but in the moment, as a young kid? Yeah. Well, of course. How
3: many years apart are you?
6: Hmm. Four? <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> I got to right think about it. If, I don't know. It's a range.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and when he first came into the house when you were a four-year-old little girl were you like this is my little baby i was like no what what
6: the hell is going on because i ruled the roost right this was my domain right so seriously like this is nothing more than an interloper right and so i had no use for him so
3: i my sister is three and a half years younger than me and my therapist always said it's like (laughs) If your husband brings home a new wife and is like, no, I love her just as, I love you just (laughs) as much as I love her. No capacity. And they try to explain it and your parents are like, no, no, no. This is another new baby. Yeah. And we, I love you just as much as the new baby. You're like, no motherfuckers. This is not what we decided on. I didn't say we could do this. Wait, we agreed that I was going
6: to be number one. Yeah. Right. I, and, and I will remain mm-hmm. number one. Right. And so whatever else came behind that, I was like, yeah, like, take your place. Because no, I'm number one.
3: So There's nothing more you, fun than calling your sibling number two. Oh, absolutely. Right. Completely agree. You're number two. <laughs> you, you, and you In can every stay way. there. <laughs> In every way, you're number two. Yes. I'm so, number one, but you're fucking disgusting number yes, two.
6: Yeah. so that's a part of it. But, Second but best. you know, that that was a long time ago. No,
3: it wasn't, Julie. It wasn't that you, long ago. Can you
6: tell in my face that I'm like, First of really? all, the
3: only reason that you are so cute and so nice and being like, it's okay. We're just so loving and happy. But I'm telling Let's you, break it down. as your friend, that on the podcast, he constantly <laughs> harps over how mean you were to him. On National so, Sibling Day, Everything We day. need to
6: talk about that, because right. he's got it all wrong. Right. So, he's, please, can okay. you clarify? Well, what kind of, I would imagine that whatever he said, mm-hmm. but I don't take the time to listen to the <laughs> podcast, but if I did... <laughs> Then, Thanks for being then I would then I would probably go, yeah, just reverse all of that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're
6: uh, yes. the opposite. Because I think that maybe he's got it all backwards. Okay. So and with that being said, he does correct me up from time to time, but not when I was so when I when we were kids, he kind of was annoying. Right. And you know, little brothers are annoying. And when you are the older sister and the wiser sister and you're like you're so easily fooled i mean he's he will lay on the floor in the back seat of our car like he didn't get it like no. so that's easy you're easy pickings right if i'm like really i can win on that so you know you can kind of
3: did you have any toys that you used to trick him out of giving to you or
6: um, yeah. it was it was probably more just stuff in general, because like we Food. we had different right. We had different interests. You know, okay. we were in different different realms. Different, right. and, and so we didn't we didn't operate in each other's worlds. Okay. Right, he was doing the sports thing. I was doing dance and girly stuff, mm. and so we were in different places. But are you sure? Because he seems like a dancer to me. <laughs> he, he wanted to be, but he really knew he couldn't compete. Right. So he had to <laughs> so do he the had sports. to go to the sports. Yeah. Right, that was a default. Yeah, nothing more Back-up than a plan. default. Right, exactly. <laughs>
3: got it got it i knew it did you know that from the start i knew you did
6: i know it's it's
3: i can tell in him that he's always wanted to be a dancer (laughs) but he's just like but i was just a better marine
6: (laughs) you're exactly right Right. yeah so if you choose mister right if you you really think that
3: yeah don't right because really I've, like, got, I've got this so who runs, And like <laughs> Rob would be the lead of them That's right yeah, exactly. But he wasn't good so enough So he was like
6: yeah I probably shouldn't go there mm-hmm. So he knew better
3: So if you guys made up You're fine now You don't hold any grudges against each other So I hold no grudges You hold no grudges
6: Right Right. So, what do you think as about I'm him? finding out. What do you think? Do you think he does? Absolutely. Yeah, he, he
3: does. can't get over I'm it. I'm on a podcast with him every week. <laughs> he talks <laughs> about you every week.
6: So, so obviously, he holds the grudge. Can, can you help him?
3: Can, no. Can you work on this? Can, I can't. It, nobody can help him. Somebody. I know. We should probably talk Maybe to Tiffany as okay. wife. Right. Because, um, but she I, I, doesn't really care about him that much either. Right. So that's the May, other problem.
6: What do you think? Yeah. Professionals. <laughs>
3: I'm quite, yeah. and I'm not quite
6: sure where to go after that. No, no I don't know right. either. Exactly.
3: We'll find him some help, <laughs> right? Do and, it.
6: Uh, I, I, sir, I think I might be on you okay. now because I, I really, I'm kind of out. Like mic yeah. drop.
3: You've, you're obviously <laughs> lost interest in helping him in any way, which Make, I don't. Yeah. I don't blame you for. Um, I'm just getting to know him, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really that invested either. It's oh lot, my god. It's a, t- Taryn Kellum, by the way, is uh, yelling at Paul Rudd for some reason. And now they're they're... doing more magic. Um, But thank you for coming on and clearing the air and saying that you're right. Thanks for having me. And And
6: don't tell Rob any of this, right? It's between us, right? (laughs) Nobody's going to know. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Love
1: you. Love you. Uh, These next several clips uh, cover a lot of ground. They cover a lot of territory. Sarah uh, ended up talking to Martin Starr, Robert Schmeigel. Um and uh, Angela Kinsey and, and Adam Devine and Adam Devine yeah and so and Chandler you were part of all this yeah. too uh, and because they won the bowling mm-hmm. uh, so we you know you have to hear from the champions. Uh, and get their perspective, uh, and I think there was some good stuff mentioned. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Uh, so there's there's a lot of fun to be had on these next three clips. Uh, I, I, I kind of want to hear them. I, I need to hear this.
3: Hi, Hi. Hi Haley. I was going inter- to. I was bowling for you today.
2: Uh... You,
3: know. <laughs>
2: you, you don't have 120
4: you know
3: 120? yeah 120 had a couple of bet? nines and eights that should have been strikes but, all right you know, okay we'll see. i'm going to check good. the tackiness on the lane you yeah, know there might have been a, a bit of an inside job going on <laughs> Thank you. wait where is uh adam About your win. What are we doing? I'm interviewing you about your win for our podcast. Oh, my and big how, win? was Adam Devine just won. Your team won. And how did that make you know, did it you was plan that?
4: Just domination. Yeah. Uh, from the start, it was, it was, uh, a lot of a lot of strikes. Right. Also a bunch of non-strikes. <laughs> also we didn't do that great and that kind of reflects
0: on how poorly everyone else played. <laughs> so didn't expect this win but kind of expected this win. Okay.
3: No. I believe you.
4: Thank you. Hey, thank you. Big slick. <laughs> I
3: didn't Why'd you you to to Why did you say that? Why did you say
0: that? Cuz that's the Charity, oh that's God. the thing. Big yes, Slick. Big Slick. dot com. <laughs> Do they have a dot com. I don't know. Don't take, take the mic. Okay.
3: We're on with Robert Smigel, and you sure. just won.
9: I was a co-winner of the bowling uh, thing thing.
3: Did you know you were going to win the bowling? Team?
9: I, I had a feeling we had a chance because everybody was good on our team. I was. <laughs> I, was I was. I know Eric don't usually wins. Eric's. You are one of the best he was, bowlers here. And he it's not sabotaged. something to be proud of.
3: <laughs> it's not
9: something to be proud of.
3: It's kind of like a redneck skill, I think.
0: Because I grew up in Georgia <laughs> and like we were I know. We were primed to be I, good. I know bowlers. the
9: best bowler on my team was saying he grew up in North Dakota. Oh and I was like, Yeah, I get that it. There's sense. nothing else going on. Yeah. I grew up on Manhattan. <laughs> 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 that's what a nerd that's right. level of nerd I am right. being a good bowler. Okay. I was in a league When's the last as time a you teenager. Bowled? I bowl with my uh, twin boys a lot. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm very competitive. I don't let them enjoy it at all. When I, I actually bowled a 200 with them a, a couple of years ago, and um, you know, there's something wrong about a dad who's bowling that well while he's supposed to be focusing on his children. Are you yelling uh, at them to get, pick up their game? I'm not or? yelling at them, but I'm very kindly kind of cajoling them like, you're old enough to bowl with one arm, you know. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to, or you don't need oh. the. Or, or weaning them off the railing. How
3: old are well, they, 30? That 30 took or? a while. <laughs>
9: They're about, I'm not that old. No, They're 28. Not. No, they are. Uh, actually, I'm old enough to you're have like, 30 you're year old olds. Like you old enough to bowl yeah, with one long...
3: arm at 30. <laughs> I
9: don't know, these boys were. Uh, nine when they're I thought nine? they were No, yeah. they're ten now oh, okay. But around nine is when I thought You know, it's time to Time to bowl like To so wean uh, them
3: off the It's two like handed. the bar
9: mitzvah age of bowling Right Yeah, it's about nine Where you go is, one arm
3: Is that the same with basketball, you think? With free throws? Like you have to be a certain age Oh, before... to switch
9: from underhanded, yeah. you mean? These boys never did underhanded.
3: No. Yeah, they
9: just kind of didn't shoot from that far. Right.
3: You're always. I always <laughs> assumed you'd be raising athletes. I'm sorry. I always assumed you would be raising athletes, so this is <laughs> this makes sense to me. Yeah.
9: Well, you know, definitely uh, <laughs> expert bowlers and masturbators. No, I had to say <laughs> that. Any comedian would have run it for that one. Sorry. Sorry. Uh,
3: well, I'm glad you won. Congratulations! Thank you. Thanks Thank for coming you. to the Big Slick. I'm sure, you know, Riggle made you come, or somebody did. No, he,
9: he invited me once and regretted it. And uh, mm-hmm. every year I ask to come back. Oh, and he's like, nice. oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for not asking. For try, what would Triumph say?
8: Okay. Like You're everybody
9: welcome. else has ever asked me in my life. What, what? What? Oh, wait, something happening. Something
3: is happening, and they're yelling at us. Okay.
9: Okay, we could either leave now.
3: What would Triumph say in this situation?
9: <laughs> he would say he wouldn't be funny at all. He'd just be describing it, <laughs> because he'd be off the clock, and and then he'd hear, "Oh no, you're not on the you're on the clock." Whose podcast is it? And then I'd say Sarah Tiana, and he'd be like, "I'm off the clock." <laughs> you see, because he's mean. Yeah, he's mean. He's mean to people and hurtful.
3: Okay, get some rest, Robert. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank
8: you. Cool. Awesome.
3: Okay, so I'm back from the Big Slick. Um, It's been a few days, so my voice is finally back. Um, We raised $2.1 million, so that was amazing because it was more than they've ever raised before. Um, I definitely drank more in one weekend than I have probably since my freshman year in college when I was just trying to prove something to myself and the world. Um, I played a lot of poker until five in the morning when, um, at some point Rob came up to our table and was like, I'm not going to lie. Everyone here looks like human dog shit. And, uh, Most of us laughed. Some of us argued that human dog shit is not a real thing. Uh, But we, (laughs) regardless, uh, we had a good time. Hopefully this podcast was uh, manageable to listen to and uh, not just like a bunch of drunk craziness. But I think you guys really got to see the, uh, the real side of the big slick, like what the fans don't really get to see, which is just us acting crazy behind the scenes. Um and I got to see it too. It was my first time there, so uh I had a great time. No one knew who I was. I was like, you know me from podcasts. And um now I don't think the same people who know Paul Rudd are also Chelsea Lately fans, but you know, I was like, oh Chelsea Lately five years ago. There were a lot of cool points at the hospital where the kids didn't know who we were, and we kept having to explain to them why we were famous and why we were there. Um, but they had tubes in their butt, so who's the real winner? Um, at least that's what we said to them. We all had a good laugh at that point. Um, and at one point, someone asked me if I was Karen Killam. Um, not Taryn Killam or Sara Tiana, just Karen Killam. And I said, absolutely not. Um, But she's really nice, and she'll be here in a second. Um, So anyway, hopefully uh, you guys had a great time. Thanks for listening to Riggles Picks. See you
1: next week. All right. Well, listen. Hey, this was the big slick uh, nine, and I think Sarah and Chan did a great job. Um, I jumped in when I could, but I was Mm -hmm. hustling. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, you get a real behind-the-scenes look at a really cool event. And, and was- the
2: funnest from not just us, but a lot of celebrities said it was the funnest charity event they had ever participated in.
1: That's really cool to hear. Which was that's, very cool. Yeah, that's a, a great compliment. So, friends, hey, before I uh, jump uh, jump ship here, uh, Podcast One survey. I'll tell you what, friends, we could use your help on this one. It takes no more than five minutes. There are two easy ways uh, to begin Uh, the survey. Go to uh, www.podcastone.com slash my survey or go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you've uh, filled a survey out in the past, we thank you, but we still need you to do it again. All right, help us out. Also,
2: if you want to get some exclusive content from here at Riggle's Picks, download the Podcast One app and go to the section of Riggle's Picks. We talk about a lot of hot stuff on there that you can only get on the Podcast One app.
1: That's right. Uh, Thanks, Chan, for jumping in today and helping me out.
2: No problem.
7: Deaths in Afghanistan. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute.